Ah, but the mist. You're like the guy who kicks Jar Jar Binks off this underwater planet. <laughs> I am exactly like that guy. <laughs> Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the pop culture. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. The lingo. 30 inches of thigh slapping, blood pumping, nuclear brain damage. And the love. Casey, could you please play Waiting for a Girl Like You? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, with TampaBay.com. And today, our epic, and I kid you not, epic interview with Howard Jones. With me, as always, no one is to blame except my co-host, Sean Daly. Uh, hey, I love your attitude, baby. I love you. You're very up. You're very positive t- today because uh, Howard Jones is one of the great shining positive lights of the 1980s. He was never in a bad mood. He's the anti-Spearsy. <laughs> <laughs> he is the anti-Spearsy, and yet the two of you made magic together. I'm yeah. Saying. Due to unforeseen circumstances, I was unable to participate in today's interview with Howard Jones, and yet you are a master craftsman of the interview. You're better when you're on your own, baby. I don't talk over the people as much. But oh, no. No, I, I, Howard Jones has been one of my favorites since since the mid-'80s. You know, he, he has a catalog of some of the happiest songs on earth. New song? That? Yes. No, you're absolutely right. New song is is joyous. We have Everlasting um, Love. Well, that was a cover. I don't um, care. Um, I like things can only best. get better. I mean, what more do you need, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we had a conversation. I've been waiting to talk to this guy forever. Forever. And finally got our chance because he's coming to Tampa Bay. He's playing at the Largo Cultural Center on October fourteenth. I will be there. Uh then has uh, he invited you backstage? Yes, he has. Well, he comes out, he says. He'll come out and he'll greet everybody. So, um, and then afterwards, I'll carry his synth back to the truck. <laughs> and then uh, a couple of days after that, he'll be over in Orlando playing uh, D- Disney uh, World or Epcot Center. Epcot Center, the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, yeah he'll be there. Oh, all the it's a full on '80s slate over at uh, at Disney World. It is every year. I know my home away from home. I know. Um, so tell me, did Howard Jones talk about Live Aid? He did. Remember, Howard Jones did perform at Live Aid, July thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. I fest. He did hide and seek, didn't he? He did do hide and seek. And there's an epic poster at the lair of the final moments of Live Aid with all the performers on stage, front and center. Howard Jones. Really? And I told him Hojo, about that. Hojo got up there close? I told I told him about that, and he started busting up laughing. Ah, that's so, cute. Did he talk about his famous Grammys appearance with Stevie Wonder and Herbie Hancock and I believe Thomas Dolby? Yes, he did. He remembers that year well, unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he had a great time that time. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Grammys. We'll talk about Live Aid. We'll talk about this one. And his buoyant, ebullient personality. I'm sure you got into what makes Howard Jones tick. We do. Why is he so sunny? He's going to tell you. Do you want to hear it? I do. I do. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Howard Jones. 
Hi, Steve. Hey, Howard, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great, thank you. Very well, very well. Is, is it true that you're actually in Oman as I'm talking to you right now? Yes, 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 I am, yes. What, what, what are you doing there? Um, we're doing a, a, a concert tonight. Uh, sorry, uh, tomorrow night. Um, just one, um, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got to ask you, because, I mean, that's, that's an unusual gig, but, I mean, what is the strangest or most unusual gig that you've ever played? Oh, God, oh. Ah, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, let me think. I have to rack my mind for that, and there's so many. Um, I played in Gorky Park once in, in, um, in Russia. Um, uh, 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 just and that was just before the uh, the Gorb- well, it was the weekend of the Gorbachev Reagan summit, and um, and that was really amazing because the audience actually knew my songs, and I, I, I uh, so yeah, and and the band that had been on before me um, had been uh, hunted by the KGB everywhere everywhere they went. The KGB were their audience and would stop their performances and and that gig they were able to actually sing their song so it was, that, that was that was pretty amazing <laughs> you, you won't have any problems like that in oman i don't think no no um i gotta tell you you're, you're coming here to the largo cultural center on uh, october 14th yeah. um it'll, this will be actually yeah. the first time i've ever seen you perform live i have i have one of your live dvds the right. the, the 20th anniversary right. edition but i'm really happy that i'm seeing on this tour, because I love this new album, Ordinary Heroes. Ah, uh, yes. Now, <laughs> the, I'm really glad you like the album, but I won't be playing any of the new stuff on this tour uh, because um, because I've just because uh, this is the electric uh, band. So, so I'm going to be playing. You know, the, it's stuff to do with the the electronic side of my work. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my luck. Unfortunately, I just I've just finished I just finished the UK tour. Um, which, where I was playing, you know, the new album, but uh, it's all, um, this won't be one of them. <laughs> the, um, I, I do have to ask you one, though. I have, I have one question about that album. Yeah. I know you won't play it. I yeah. know a lot of people who, who read our yeah. newspaper and, and listen to, to my podcast will, will buy yeah. it. The, the song, um, Soon You'll Go, which I know yeah. you wrote, you wrote that for your daughter as she was leaving for college. I don't have any kids yeah. myself, and yet when I listen to it, I, I mean, it's it's pretty moving, even for me. Um, well, it, it, it's just I think that everyone can relate to that song because you know it, it's not just about that specific circumstances of, of your maybe children that you may or may not have, but it's just somebody or someone leaving your life in some way, and that can be through through death or through just circumstances or people moving on. And I, I just think that the song does. I mean, what it does for me is it it, it just reminds me that I need to really, you know, cherish the moments that I have with people because, you know, maybe ne- next week they won't be with you or they'll have to leave or something. So we really must um, make the most of the time that we have with each other. Um, and so that's, I suppose, is the universal um, idea of the song. Soon you'll go, you'll make your mark. Soon you'll What was your uh, daughter's reaction when she heard it? Uh, well, when I played it to her, we were both bawling our eyes out. 
<laughs> so uh, that's that's uh, you know. I mean, it's uh, that's why. I mean, I, I I don't I don't play it very often because it has such a devastating reaction <laughs> on my audiences, and I don't really want to have them, you know, blubbering. Um, in the, you know, I, I mean, I think it's it's just feels like cruel to play the song sometimes. <laughs> I started blubbering on my way to work today listening to it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's very it's a it's a very it's a very moving song, and um, I I I, I, it, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that I, that at the moment that she was leaving, I was recording the song, and so I, the, the 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 emotion was absolutely totally fresh um, in in my mind, and. You know, I just managed to do the vocal, and I knew that that was the one because it contained. You know, you know. Sometimes, you know, it's it's it just it's got the it, it captures that feeling, um, and it's then and locked in the song, and so I suppose that's why it has that effect when people hear it. Yeah, there's a there's a part at the end where a men's choir kicks in, and and it yeah. really takes it to a new level. What what's the story behind the men's choir there that you use? Yeah, well, I um. It was funny because I, I, I'd done, I'd, I'd finished the track, I'd done the vocal and the piano on the track, and I could, I was sitting there listening to it, and I thought, oh, I can hear a choir coming in here, I, and I haven't used a choir before. I've never, I mean, I, I've toyed with the idea, but I've never actually gone ahead and done it. But this time, I felt absolutely compelled to, to, you know, to, to real, you know, I could hear the, the choir on there. So I just went on the internet and. And I, and I knew of, you know, obviously if it's going to be a, a, a choir, it should be, it, I wanted it to be a, a Welsh male voice choir because that's the sound I could hear. And when I was young, I, I, uh, 11 years old, I went to see a concert of the of the Morriston Orpheus Choir when, when I was young, and, um, and that's the sound that I could hear. So I went on their website and I got in touch with them and... You know, they were they 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 obviously they're a world-renowned, famous choir, so they don't just do you know stuff for anyone. So they said, "Oh yeah, well." So I said, "Look, can I come down and meet you and and explain to you what this song is about, and you know, play it to you and 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 see what you know, see what, if you'd like to be involved in in recording." And it was great. And I went down to Swansea and I stood in front of them and and kind of gave a, a speech really to them about the song and 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 they they were wonderful and they said you know they they all said that they would really like to be involved so um then the, i think a month later we we recorded them in a welsh chapel in swansea and it was the most amazing experience and you know you know there was there was men in the choir you know with tears streaming down their 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 uh, faces whilst they were singing it because they absolutely related to the song as well because you know, they'd had children who had left and they'd had you know, um, you know people who had left their life so it was it was quite it's, I, I, it's a very powerful um, song because I think so much emotion is locked locked into it you know Obviously, you know, Soon You'll Go is, is a song that leaves people blubbering, but generally speaking, a Howard Jones song, by definition, 
leaves people very happy yeah. and very and very positive and uplifted. <laughs> and I'm sure you've been asked yeah. this a million times over the years, but I don't think I've ever gotten uh, an answer myself. What where does this optimism come from? I mean, what was a deliberate move on your part to write songs that had more of a, a positive theme to them? Yeah, uh, yes, very much so. I, you know, I was, um, when I when I started out, the circumstances of my life was that I I'd been working in a in a, in a factory, um, you know, sort of uh, a year before I got signed, and I'd been working on the shop floor. And obviously, my dream was to to be pursuing my music, and I I was in the you know the demo studios all all, all through the night when I was uh, uh, working in the factory. But I, I I I said to the guys there, look, you know, one day I'm gonna I'm gonna leave here because I, I've got to pursue what it is I really love, you know, and what what I think I'm, you know, I'm best at. Um, and they kind of shrugged their shoulders and thought, oh, you know, you'll never do it. But I you know one day I did walk walk out. And I think a lot of the momentum of the of my first part of my career was about, you know, wanting to encourage people to do, you know, to realize their own dreams as well. Because I'd done it, and if I thought, well, if I can do it, then other people could do it. And I wanted to put that in the music. I wanted to put um, the idea that you could influence your destiny by deciding and determining that you, you know, you wanted something different and that you could make it happen with the power of your own life. And so that's what I, you know, I, I always love songs that kind of give me encouragement and, 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 and inspiration to carry on. And so that's what I thought, well, that's what I must do. You know, that's, I'm going to, in general, my songs are, uh, you know, are about that. It's 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 a real departure from the other music that the '80s is characterized by. I mean, usually it's more of a dark, brooding yeah. decade, especially from English musicians. Well, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, th- I think it's interesting, Steve, because I think that the '80s was so full of different kinds of things that I suppose that everyone is going to have their different take on it. I mean, you know, a lot a, a lot of people when they're talking to me, they say, "Oh, you know, the '80s was a, a quite positive." You know, chirpy music, but I'm I'm much more in agreement with you. There was a lot of dark darkness out there as well. Um, I I didn't want to go down that route because I, I I just that was not me. I didn't. Um, it's not that I'm I'm a stranger to darkness, um, but I thought well, the, the most contribution I can make is to um, do you know make uplifting music that really you know. You know, it's for those times when you need a bit of a shot in the arm or you need, you know, a cheerleader to say, come on, you know, pick yourself up and, and carry on. And and that's what I felt was a good role for me. A couple of years ago on a blog that I write about 80s music, I, I compiled what I thought was the list of the 80 happiest songs of the 80s. And about the same what? time, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not hard to do. At the same time, I remember I had an interview with Phil Oakey of the Human League, and I told him that his yeah. song, uh, Together in Electric Dreams, wasn't going to be the top song because I had picked a uh, Howard Jones song instead. And he said, well, new song, isn't it? And I said, it, it, it was. And he's like, oh, I love that song too. 
Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm actually thrilled about that. That's oh, good. great. I'm great. It was it was hard great. it was hard for me to pick the chir- the happiest Howard Jones song. Did I do a good job? Yes, no, I think so. I think so. I mean, it it is it is very um it's just full of um you know, it was me first time in the studio. I was so excited about um you know, finally getting to do what I really wanted to do. And that song is my manifesto, you know. Don't crack up, bend your brain, see both sides, throw off your mental change, you know. I I don't want to be hip and cool, I don't want to play by the rules, not under the thumb of the cynical few. I mean, it is is my manifesto. So, uh, you know, and I was absolutely committed to that, to that message. So I, I suppose that's why the song is, you know, is what it is. On my wall in my apartment back at home, and I'm not kidding you here, I have a giant poster uh, on the wall, and you are right there on the poster. It is from July 13th, 1985, and it is, of course, the final minutes of Live Aid, and you're standing on there, and next to you is uh, uh, the likes of, you know, Freddie Mercury and Bono and Bob Geldof. I'm just wondering, what are your memories of that experience? Well, I... I was very, very happy to be part of that. I know I, I, I only played one song, um, and but I, I felt that I did, you know, because it was the song Hide and Seek, you know, it, it was, it is a very, um, you know, it is me, that song. It really is. And I, I, I was really, really proud to have a small part of that day and to contribute um, so I, I was really, really happy to be on that stage with those people. I didn't, I wasn't one of the ones who was kind of was pushing to get hold of a microphone. <laughs> I, I was just happy to be there. I was just happy to be there, you know, um, and sh- um, and share this, the stage with all those amazing um, artists. You have this great look on your face. This this look of uh, contentment and glee. It's just it's fun to look at this 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 photo of you. Right, right, right. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, well, I, no, it was, I mean, it was a euphoric day. Um, I don't think you could ever surpass that day in terms of of, of, of the sense of occasion and, and, and perform, performing in front of, you know, way too many people packed into, into Wembley and then, I don't know, I think two billion people watching on TV. So it, it's very difficult, it would be very difficult to surpass that. Um, energy and, and, and excitement of, the, of that day. So, but I, 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 and I was very jet lagged as well because I just flown in from America because I was touring on the west coast and and I had to cancel a couple of shows actually to to actually do it. But so I was jet lagged and euphoric and um, you know very pleased to be there. It was a, it was great. That 
that that same year, um, you performed at the Grammy Awards with in a synthesizer jam with uh, Stevie Wonder, Herbie Hancock, and Thomas Dolby. Do you do you remember much of that day or that experience? Oh yes, yes, yeah. That, I mean, that was really amazing. I mean, we we started the track off in London, and it was me and Tom Dolby who started getting some um, stuff together. And we were waiting for Stevie Wonder to turn up, and everyone said, "Well, Stevie doesn't really have a sense of time. He, 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 you know, he, he'll turn up when he turns up." And in fact, he didn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we ended up um, finishing the track um, at Stevie's studio in in um, in Los Angeles, and I got to have a personal jam with Stevie um, in his studio, like just him and me uh, playing keyboards together, just the two of us. For 20 minutes and it was absolutely fucking amazing <laughs> it was just incredible um and uh, and of course you know herbie hancock uh, as well was that was there and and the new boys you know me and tom dolby um so it, it was it was um it was a fantastic event and uh, uh, again i was really very thrilled to be in in that company and to be part of that. Yeah. I know I know this fall that you're re-releasing some of your you've remastered and I think you're re-releasing some of your your early '80s albums. Yeah, well, we finally managed to persuade Warner Brothers to to um, license my my work back to me. So obviously they they're still going to own it, um, but um, but they've allowed me to you know to re re-release it, remaster it, and have the multi tracks. So. We're starting the process of of, um, of you know remastering those first two albums, and I will eventually release all of the Warner's material and all these you know the, the special stuff that the fans have never been able to get hold of. Um, and then I'm doing a gig um, in London at the in at the O2 November the sixth, um, and I'm going to play the whole of the first two albums oh. live, which I've never done before. So um, that's an exciting project and, and difficult, actually. It's, um, it's challenging, but, um, it, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's fun. That seems to be the trend these days, a lot of uh, artists re-releasing albums and then performing them in their entirety. Yeah, yes. I mean, it, it comes from, um, uh, for, for me, it was the fans, you know, constant request that, that I do this. And so, you know, I mean, it's very important to listen to them. And now, and... The fact that I could pro- properly get hold of the original recordings meant that I could re- reproduce, you know, the sounds accurately and the sequences accurately. So, so um, it's had to wait this long until this point. And um, but, um, you know, it's the fans have driven this really. Wow, I, I mean, I would seriously give about just about anything to be there in November in London to see that. But I, I guess I'm going to have to settle for seeing you here in, in Largo and uh, next week. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a fun show because um, it's the electronic trio. So it, it's very, uh, uh, you know, even, even the drum kit is um, is um, electronic this time. So, um, and I've just been doing an acoustic tour, so I'm just raring to go with the with the, with, with the electric stuff. So um, um, it should it should be great. We, we in rehearsals before we came out here to Oman, it was sounding great. I got to say. So um, I, I'm really hoping that you'll like it. I know I will. If I if I see you there, will, will I get a chance to shake your hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. I mean, I, I always come out and see people oh. after the shows. Oh, fantastic! I so can't I wait. Love to do that. I hope I hope I see the same look of uh, 
glee in your face that I did on that stage in Live Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise it. But I know, I know. Largo is not I Wembley Stadium. Hey, thanks for your time today, Howard. Okay, Steve. Have a good All trip. All the best to you. Steven Spears, you! You're like the Mike Wallace of the 1980s. I gotta admit something, too. What's that? The whole story about his daughter was Soon You'll Go. And I have, t- like, 18 daughters, you know? I started to well up a little bit. Yeah. I did. I it's did. a tough song to listen to. Beautiful song. Beautiful yeah. song. But I don't know yeah, why I, I started cry. saying goodbye to daughters. Yeah, not good. Not good for me. I have, see? I have feelings. <laughs> Just chip away at the ice. And inside... Come on, my heart light is turned on. No, Something else didn't. is turned on right now. There's only one thing that's going to solve all this. You know what it is? The Seggies. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. And, um, Got some hot ones today, Spearsy. Yeah. These are kind of continuations from last week's show. You know, I feel like we're... we're We've been very busy lately here at work. We've also had some uh, some personal things going on that maybe in future shows we'll get to. But I feel like we're about to hit this streak of uh, podcasts. It's going to be magical. <laughs> God bless Hydrocortisone. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Our first letter is from the greats. Maybe my... If you were to like pin me up against the wall and massage me in the right place, I would say that Johan... Gamble Putty is perhaps my favorite Stuck in the 80s listener. I thought it was Karen Elaine Ventura. She is up there, too. She's definitely She's, she's massaging three. another part of you. <laughs> Just another part of diddly. Okay, hey, Steve, Kathy, and especially my boy, Daly. Again, this is from Johan Gamble Putty, and this is what Johan has to say. As I write this, my wedding is 17 days away. 17 days away. We're getting married on 10-10-10. Is that a Saturday? <laughs> yeah, it's just now. Like, when did he write this? It's coming up, baby. 10, 10, 10. Our awesome 80s wedding play- playlist is finalized thanks to your help, Sean Daly, the great Sean Daly. The future Mrs. Gamble Putty has even let us walk out to the last Starfighter theme after the pronouncement. Awesome is that? Right? No, no. I think you're doing Back to the Future. <laughs> um, That's the wrong. Don't, don't walk out to Back to the Future. Do we ever solve that mystery? Anyway, the future Mr. G- Mrs. Gamble Putty is even letting us walk out to the last Starfighter theme after the pronouncement. Yep, she's a keeper. She is indeed. Your podcast has helped me keep my sanity through these many months of planning, and I just wanted to say thank you. For now, stuck in wedding planning hell, but always stuck in the 80s, Johan Gamble Putty. Here's one out of the canon. 
should you ever get married, what 80s movie score do you want to have playing after the pronouncement? Wow, that's that's good. Um, you know, this is really kind of cheeseball, but I would take... Not uh, Silverado. <laughs> oh, I love... Um, I would take Marion's theme from Rares of the Lost Ark. The... How about that? John Williams, you know that one. Come on, it's I know, great. I'm just kind of thinking it's... It's not robust enough? It was very romantic. Kind of creepy. Why is it creepy? It's not like in the Well of Souls, that music. <laughs> it's not the Well of Souls music. It's 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 like traveling music. It's very um it's wanderlustian, if you will. What would you pick? Crawl. See, you can't ask me a question, and then I give an earnest, sincere, emotional answer, and then you're like, see, look at you. Now you It's joke, not a crawl. joke. You take crawl. Is this funny? Am I being funny? Do I look like I'm making a joke? I'm totally serious. Crawl. crawl. You take the theme from crawl. Crawl is fantastic. It's you know a what? love At story. This moment, could, it's you a love story. You couldn't be less attractive. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay. All right. Next not, letter. No, you think... choked on that crawl, because you know what? You always say crawl. Crawl is your default joke all the time. Spirits, where do you want to eat today? Let's go to Crawl Diner. I'm like, it's not funny. There's no such thing as Crawl Diner. Spirits, what do you want to do tonight? Let's watch crawl. That's not funny. I want to go out somewhere. Where do you want to go? Let's go to the uh, Crawl Cafe. It's like, shut the f*** up with your crawl jokes. There's no- really, all you talk uh, about is crawl. I'm going to take a page out of Howard Jones' book. I'm going to throw off my mental chains, and we're going to continue with letter number two. Okay, letter number two is from, oh, another. This guy's definitely top seven. <laughs> not top five. Top seven listener. This is Gary and Gilroy. He's not afraid to tell us uh, what he feels, if he likes the show, if he doesn't like the show. Um, he is a master of tough love. Loves crawl. <laughs> Seriously, crawls you like default. You know it's what? A love story. I want to reprogram you. Oh, I wish there was a button to push. Don't even tell me where it is. But I can reprogram you where you get the crawl joke out of your system. I'm telling you, underrated love story. Hey guys, you guys need a new yearly theme podcast. You had one hit wonders. You had horrible hits. I'm not so sure about your state's theme. That's bogus because the state's theme is brilliant, and even you know it. Uh, but I'll keep an open mind. See, that's Gary for you. That's that's G.I.G. for you. He'll tell you. Doesn't like it, but, <laughs> but I'll keep an open mind. Here's Gary's idea. Forgotten gems of the 80s. Another G. <laughs> G.I.G.G. Uh, what is a forgotten gem? Well, it's a song that if I mention the name of the artist or band, nine times out of ten, you'd say, Crawl? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd say, Who? And while the song probably charted briefly in the top 40, it didn't last and never quite registered as a quote-unquote hit as we would normally define it. Here's the spin, boys. Each year, we'll have ten forgotten gems. Sean brings a couple to the table, Steve brings a couple, and the podcast blog fans bring the rest. You can talk about the band artists, where they are now, tidbits, and play a snippet of the tune. Throw in some witty hijinks, and it's gold! Here's a couple examples of things I'm thinking of that are on my iPod. Van Stevenson's Modern Day Delilah from 1984. Chili Wax, Gone, Gone, Gone. From 1981. I, li- I have that on. She's gone. <laughs> 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 uh, 
to me. <laughs> from 1981 and Martin Briley's Salt in My Tears, the Steve Spears story from 1983. Feel free to tweak this idea as you choose. Peace, G.I.G. Wow. Yeah, what do you think? Forgotten Gems. I like it. I'll tell you one thing. I got a lot of those songs, you know? Yeah. I got them on my iPod, too. Um, how about hmm. we combine states... And, and forgotten and gems. gems, or we just do continents. Forgotten states. Forgot. <laughs> I Seriously, forgot I, that I, West Virginia was a yeah, state. Yeah, I always, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's just Dakota. <laughs> I don't even see them as two. You know, I forgot about one of them. Exactly. Right. Forgotten states. Why the hostility between the two? Why can't they reunite? Anyway, what do you think about Forgotten Gems? Uh, it's, I'll tell you what, I, for people who are looking for great stuff for their iPod, it's a, it's a master stroke. Yeah. However, finding them is going to be hard. Yeah. Because I mean, by yeah. definition, they're probably not going to be on iTunes. And the thing is, I produce every one of these shows, and it's just <laughs> a lot of work for me to kind of dig them up and find them. So I'll think about it, though, G.I.J. Gig. <laughs> Gigs. Or Grig from Last Starfighter. <laughs> that Christ is from Last Starfighter. What? There's not like a, a some sort some that rhymes with gig and crawl. Uh, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's our two letters for this week. Keep your letters coming. Right now, Stephen Q. Spears will tell you how to send us missives. Very simple. Just email them to stuck in the eighties eight zero s at tampabay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment, and we'll play a segment of a movie from the eighties if we can get it right. I gotta tell you, my 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 uh, schedule is pretty booked these days. I don't have as much time to uh, send stuff out. I send out my hearty congratulations. <laughs> a Laurel, uh, was it Laurel and Hardy handshake? <laughs> yeah, from Blazing Sounds. Um, yeah, but you know, some who sent us a huge box of uh, candy. Moron, you have all the information right in front of you. Well, I got like 500 pieces of paper on this flipping desk. All right, here we go. Aha! Yes, Sonia from Texas, a.k.a. Goonie Gal. Goonie Gal. I like that. Um, yesterday, I came up to visit you at your desk to talk business, and <laughs> I, saw the, uh, <laughs> I saw the giant box of, of, of uh, nummy nummies, as you would say, from Goonie Gal, and including like this industrial Walmart-sized box of Lemonheads. Lemonhead and Friends. I didn't even know Lemonhead had Friends. His grape friend and like, you know, strawberry guy. Ate the entire thing. As ate the lunch? entire thing and then as my lunch and then last night I'm watching Glee and all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, wait, that doesn't feel right. That feels almost lemony and, and waxy. <laughs> and then literally like bent over in pain. <laughs> I had to crawl to the bathroom. <laughs> Don't eat a giant box of lemon heads no, ever. You're 40 years old. I think they should go without saying. <laughs> Evidently oh, not. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, I just want to read. Uh, Goonie Gal sent a really nice letter. Uh, she's a big fan of the show. She says, Dear Stephen Sean, here are some yummy 80s goodies to help brighten your day. Perhaps Sean will be able to link one of these tasty treats to a memory of Natalie Diffenbaugh. Drink, drink, drink. I have listened to you both for what seems like forever, when in reality I just discovered the podcast a few months ago. We love to hear that, don't we? Yep. 
Um, but weeks and weeks of listening to, to the both of you banter back and forth with great eyes by Kathy Wass have brightened my days and made my job much more enjoyable. It's not much, but I wanted to give you both something back for the many hours of entertainment that you've given me. I hope that you both enjoy them and that they bring back great 80s memories. Just like the both of you, I'll remain forever stuck in the 80s. Cheers. Goonie Gal, a.k.a. Sonia from Texas. Well, thank you very much, Sonia. I don't remember. Gal. I'm not sure. How does she want to be addressed? As Gigi? Can we have a Gigi? <laughs> no. G-I-G is Gary and Gilbert. Um, you know, I want to say something actually really sincere. Um, I have never been the kind of person that I, I enjoy many forms of entertainment, <laughs> both nude and otherwise. <laughs> but I'm, I've never been the one to, like, send a letter. Maybe you have. You can, you can tell me in a second. But send a letter or send a gift to somebody as a, a form of appreciation, whether it's a, you know, a superstar or even somebody you know, local. So I appreciate – we've been doing this show for how many years now? Five years. Five years. Um, and we've received a lot of great gifts, a lot of great, great gifts. So, so all you people have sent letters, birthday cards, uh, candy, jerky, salmon jerky for Steve to eat. Oh God! Spam. We had spam once. We we chase squires in Denver. We, yeah, we sent. Chased- uh, what did he send? Buffalo jerky. Buffalo, last week. I like buffalo. Uh, you could. I couldn't. Moose. Ever have moose jerky? No. <laughs> anyway, funny. but I, I'm being sincere right now. I'm being honest. I mean, we really are. Are you the kind of you've probably sent letters of appreciation and gifts and stuff? I mean, to people who got the contests right and stuff. Sure. But I'm talking about you as just a fan of something else. No, I mean, I, I know. I mean, it's not bad. It's not, it doesn't make us I'm, evil. I'm but a blank. I'm but I think blank. it's very nice that, that people care enough. See, you're th- you know why you're thrown off, crawl is because I'm being sincere right I now. I know you don't even know how to deal with this emotion. And I'm I think people out. realize that really deep down my heart is black (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway yeah so that's very very nice we do appreciate all that stuff and a lot of times people send us things and just maybe slips our mind or we don't get around to thanking you on the air but we do indeed appreciate all that stuff and we literally eat all of that stuff (laughs) i mean look at us we're jumbo and we eat all that stuff ate an entire box of lemon heads the now and laters i didn't remember them being so waxy you know extremely waxy 80s is candy today waxy like 80s oh yeah very waxy what else I oh I also ate oh sour razzles. Ugh. I used to be a big fan of the razzle, the original flavored razzle. You know, first it's a candy, then it's a gum. Ooh. Yeah, it's a real this weird chemistry experiment going on in your mouth. <laughs> it's like every Friday night. The uh I'm saving the pop rocks that she sent. Because I'm gonna like, down oh. them this weekend with some, you know, bourbon and diet coke. Oh, and you're gonna be just like Mikey and your stomach's <laughs> gonna explode. Maybe. It's the way I always wanted to go. Anyway, um, so have we played? I've, I've lost. My sincerity has thrown me off. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Pay attention. Here was last show's mystery clip. Ha <laughs> ha, you fool! Yes, that's uh, Vincenzi from Princess Bride. Not a big fan of that movie. What? We've talked about this ad nauseum. Princess Bride does nothing for me. It looks phony and fake. Like they spent like $30 on the set. No, you know what they call that? Campy. No, nah, I, I, th- I don't find campy. Yeah, your Vienna sausage <laughs> fingers. I I just don't. I don't see any real uh, uh, entertainment factor from the Princess Bride. And I know it's a beloved feature film for a lot of people. For you, but you haven't seen ET. And Steve Spears just admitted to me that he's never seen a 3D movie before. Yeah, you've never seen a 3D movie? Well, not really. I mean, what? Just what? There's- Avatar? No. 
All right. So you know, when I, the I, star, know, all right. Here, here's let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Star, uh, George Lucas, as you reported on the Stuck in the Eighties blog, which is your extremely popular blog, that George Lucas will be re-releasing the Star Wars um, movies in three D. Will you go see Empire with me in three D? Yeah, I'll go see the, the last, th- the four, it, five, the, and six. Screw that! They're the first three. <laughs> okay. I'm not playing like Lucas's little reindeer games. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll go see Empire. You know, I'm actually really excited to see Empire in the theater. You know what worries me though? I want I want that jacked baby, digital that, print, loud. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not kidding here. I, I'm a little bit colorblind. I have a red green deficiency, and sometimes I wonder if that's going to very screw. special stuck in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. And I wonder is that going to screw with me for uh, 3D? Uh, I don't know. Do you have an inner ear thing? I thought Can I you go on spinny rides from roller coasters? No. Oh, uh, you'll be fine. <laughs> Okay, we had lots of winners this week. I'm not even going to pretend. This is my reader appreciation show. Don't expect it every week, but I, I, we have lots of winners. So um, are you ready? Go ahead. This week's winners include Andy Wankel in Minneapolis, A-Rod and B-Rod in Ocala, Wild Chicky Mandy, Heidi in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, which she says is not too far from Camp Hill, PA. Lancaster. Not Lancaster. Lancaster. Tom Corkin in Germany. <laughs> Ivan Joinderpuss. Ivan Joinderpuss. I'd love who would win in a fight? Johan Gamble Buddy versus Ivan Joinderpuss. I'm taking Gambo. I'm taking the puss. Wow. Gambo and Gambo versus Puss. Craig Contardi. Oh, Contardi's gotta be top fifteen. Eric the Count of Montefisto Peterson in Prosa, Washington. Larry in Hampton Roads. Stacy and Sparks. Pinhead, Crockett in Tampa, Mikey Vizzuto, a.k.a. Al Shervik, Andy in North Texas, Sonia Rowe, Carl Vankonet, 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 Corey in Oregon, new listener, and 80s baby, Carrie Rocker. How many names there did you totally make up? Those are all real names. Including new listener? I'm telling you, new, new spiel from now on. Everybody, when they submit a uh, an a- uh, answer to the uh, challenges, has to have a nickname. Shut up! It's gonna make it a <laughs> pain in the ass reading this. Thing. Everyone must the have count a nickname. The Count of Montefisto. That's, That's a good I, one. I rented that once. Very good. Yeah, great. Not what I thought it'd be cinematography. Uh, I've enjoyed her puss. You're taking puss. Puss versus Gambo. Yeah. Vote at home. Vote mm. as many times as you want. Yeah. Who would win in a steel cage match? Per text message. <laughs> okay. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. We're going to have to eat this cake by ourselves. Your Uncle Joey didn't make parole again. If you know it, join Ivan Vanderpuss in his quest for freedom. Oh, it's Ivan Joinderpuss. This is his slightly lacquer brother. <laughs> You're confusing him with Carl Vankonet. I would never. Vankoffnet. Vankoffnet? No, that, it's probably not cough. It's co. Vankonet. Vankoffnet? Vankoffnet. Is that Corey in Oregon? Like they're having fun like... Or I, yeah. Yeah, I think so. 80s baby Carrie Rocker. I like that name. Carrie Rocker. Yeah. You think that's a nickname? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, email us and find out if you're a wiener. Ah, uh, the mystical refrain of Name That 80s Tune. The original Seggy, back when we only had one. You remember those days, Sean? Barely. <laughs> I don't remember yesterday. <laughs> I remember show 200 on. That's the first 200 I have no idea. No recollection. 200 was fun at the lair. Was that? Oh, yeah. There was much drinking. 
We needed to Condo Girl had to come pick us up. Remember that? I oh, bet you don't God, remember that. Yeah. Oh no, I do. Rem- you know why I remember that? Because we went to the Village Inn Diner, mm-hmm. and I swear there was more hair on our table than you would find at like Supercuts. <laughs> it was the hairiest table I've ever seen. I couldn't. And me, I have a real phobia of like hair in my food. If I find like hair in my food, the rest of the week is shot for me. It's a good thing it's you don't a- live at the lair then. <sighs> Shit, just re- play the damn song. Pay attention. Here was the last show's mystery clip. Well, what do you know? Everlasting Love by Howard Jones. You know, it's almost like you plan this stuff. I don't. Hey, you don't know how many times I re- had to reschedule the Howard Jones interview. A but lot. it was well worth it. Again, you did a fantastic months in job. the making. Months we had making. lots of winners. Not as many as for the mystery movie moment, but we had some good winners. A lot of and wrong some, guesses this week. Really? Yeah. We had some old friends too here. Um, James in Seoul, Hula Snoopy in Fremont, California, Jeff Young, Mark and Cincy, Steve F in Lake Ridge, Virginia. The beautiful, the lovely, the voluptuous Becky Rabello. Can I stop you there for a second? Uh-huh. Because in every every show you like you ramp it up a little bit on Becky Rabello and she still, you know, participates in every weekly contest, but she yeah. never reacts to it. Really? She she provides no encouragement. I love that. But that's why I keep doing it. One of these days. The Zofting Chain lift. <laughs> no, no idea. Chain lift in Winter Park, Florida. Ian from Baltimore. OJ. Ooh, from La Caruna, Spain. Dominic in Tampa. And the talented, the incandescent Tor Hansen. I was expecting more there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Tor. Tor Hansen. <laughs> no, no, no. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and then tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at tampabay.com. There you go, another quality episode of Stuck in the 80s. Well done again on your interview with Howard Jones. Do you enjoy interviewing people without me or with me? It's different. Um, it's less conversational, but it's, but it's... It's more like question, answer, question, answer. Yeah, but at least I get to ask the questions. You know, It works better for, for artists like Howard Jones and Thomas Dolby and They Might Be Giants, where, where I, I know them a little bit better than maybe than you do. Yeah, I agree with that. So, Brett Michaels, no, I wanted you there. 
Yeah, Brett and I hit it off. That was a great, that Brett Michaels interview. The more I think about it, and we've we've gotten so much response to that, um, including a seventy seven year old woman sent me a really nice sent us both a, a nice card. Actually, it was addressed to Brett, but just said she she liked the interview and she wanted us to pass this card along to Brett. Um, she's had a hemorrhage and a stroke, just like Brett has, and she um, also has a bucket list, and she too wants to go skydiving. I, I think you can see where this is leading. And so this this uh, 77-year-old young woman said that she would like to go skydiving with Brett. And I said that Steve Spears will make that happen. Yeah. So she'll be calling you. Did we talk about what was on our personal bucket list on that show? No. <laughs> Are we going to now? Um, I have a bucket list and I have a bucket list. <laughs> but maybe for the, this show we should go over the bucket list. Um, what's on yours? I don't know. Because I mean, we're at the age where theoretically things, I mean, the warranty is up. You know? You know I, I didn't get the extended warranty. Oh, God. This is really sad. So, think, I mean, think Howard Jones, baby. The amount of money I spent a month on pharmaceuticals that have been prescribed by my doctor is starting to become unreasonable. You know, my bucket list, that's interesting because uh, I'd like to work for um, the Imagineering division in Disney. Not like full time, but I'd like to be in a position where they. Look at you're like smiling. You're laughing at me already. I'm not doing anything. I have a total, no, total no. And so all my bucket list is to do work for Disney. Like I, I'm, I cover them all the time, you know. But I'd like to be uh, like a creative, have some sort of creative output or input to something that um, Disney World. It'd be fun to do that. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, which is kind of like easy. You'd think to knock off. I'd like yeah. to. I've been to probably three quarters of the baseball stadiums in America. And I'd like to knock the rest of those out, I guess. But the Disney thing is cute. I'd love to, like, and for people to go to the parks and you have some sort of say in, in, in their enjoyment, I'd like to do that. Hmm. Yours is good. You, now you're going to be like, well, I just, my bucket list is just helping my fellow man. Like, you're going to say something like world <laughs> peace. No, I never, I'd say, like, what? World peace or something like, peace. like that. I like to say, I like to drink to world peace. <laughs> no, uh, write a book um, and then have that book made into a movie. Oh, that's that cool. I, that I could also write the screenplay on. Well, that's cool. That's yeah, I, you know, for the longest time, my dream was to be, I don't know if it, a book or, or, or article form, a magazine, newspaper, was to be um, miles and thousands of miles from home, walking on a beach and walking by somebody who was reading something and enjoying something that I had written. That was always, uh, you know, that was always a dream. I'm not sure if that's the bucket list, though, but I'm going to go with the Disney Even thing. if it's like a, a, a menu for Red Lobster? <laughs> <laughs> a seafood medley? It's sure. You know what? I'm an easy target, Steve. You can kick me while I'm down. Oh, yeah. You, when are you ever down? No, I think I'm uh, Am I the Howard Jones of the St. Pete Times? You are the Howard Jones of the St. Hey, Pete Hey, listen. Times. I actually have a serious question for you, okay? Okay. Um, so I'm going to go. I don't have any Howard Jones on my iPod. I'm going to go and get the obvious ones. New song. I'll get What is Love, Hide and Seek. I'll go Things Can Only Get Better, Life in One Day, No One Is to Blame. But give me a Howard Jones song that I wouldn't know... But that I must have on my iPod and that I would love. Yeah, well, first of all, add to that the new album, Ordinary Heroes. Right. The whole album. And soon You'll Go. The whole album. Yeah, start with Soon You'll Go, but the whole album. There's, there's a lot of great songs in that album. Okay. Um, and you say you're going to download Known as to Blame, but here's the trick. You don't want the Phil Collins-produced version of No One is to Blame. Are you serious? Yeah. Which... He redid it, so no, no one is to blame. Comes out, I forget what year, and it's it's strictly a piano tune by Howard, and then 
Phil Collins steps in and redoes it and adds all the Phil Collins, you know, like chirpy, yeah, and ruins it. If you can find uh, two things, one, find the original, uh-huh. not that hard to find, but two, find a live version of Howard Jones just doing piano solo, no one is to blame, I'm telling you. Great stuff. Really? Great stuff. Him playing that live solo. Just him and the piano. That piano line. I'm tearing up right now. Yeah. You can see the summit, but you can't reach it. It's the last piece of the puzzle, but you just can't make it. The doctor says you can't, but you still feel the pain. Aspirations in the clouds, but your hopes go down the drain into water. This has been a very, very, very special episode of Stuck in the 80s. We've laughed a little. We cried a little. We let the listeners into our hearts and our minds. We gave a little slice of ourselves as a thank you, as a thank you for giving a slice of you. (laughs) That's what Howard would have wanted. (laughs) Anyway, great job on the interview. Uh, We're about to hit a string of shows that uh, will change the way you think about podcasting (laughs) and journalism. And friendship, uh, but you're gonna have to stay tuned for that. So, yeah. what do you think, buddy? Let's wrap it up. We'll do. Hey, thanks to Howard Jones, my best friend, Sean Daly, because the three of us remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. No one is too blind. Thank you. Thanks very much. You've had a great night tonight. Thank you. It's been great.